What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Beer Guts and Buttercuts, uh, otherwise known as BGBC. My name is Jacob, and with me, as always, I've got Caddy Josh. Yo, yo, yo. And Mr. Carmen. What's going on? So, as you guys know, um, second episode of the week is going to be the scramble. This is our third time doing it. This week, we're going to try and do it a little bit uh, different. Right now, we don't know the other people's articles or, you know, anything that they want to talk about today. So it's kind of going to be kind of a random conversation. Um, but the first thing that we do want to talk about is the beer of the week, which this week is the Catawba Brewing Company White Zombie. Josh gave rave reviews yesterday, giving it a five out of five for a four street ability. Let's go. Crush them. <laughs> um, but if you want to learn more about them, go to CatawbaBrewingCompany.com. Uh, you can check out all their other different brews. You can check out their merchandise. They've got four locations in North Carolina and South Carolina. Uh, I enjoy all their brews. They're all great. Um, but you'll have to listen to the episode from yesterday to know how we felt about the Quartz Street ability. Uh, also, want to let you guys know to follow us on Instagram at BGBC Podcast and Twitter at BGBC underscore podcast. And you can email us at BGBCGolf at gmail.com. Um, before we, before I pass the torch to go into the, um, random topics today, I do want to let the listeners know, uh, big shout out to Chris Bullard, one of our followers. He messaged me and let me know about a big sale going on over at Peter Millar. Uh, if you guys know, don't know what Peter Millar is, it is a super, super nice clothing, uh, outfitter. They've got really nice pants, uh, golf polos shorts really just really comfortable stuff and typically they go for pretty high dollar but right now they got 50 percent off on select items most of their golf shirts are about not anywhere from 80 to 90 dollars now right now they're about 47 so that's that's a big deal because you can't find anything with them under 100 bucks yeah so definitely take a look at that we'll put the link in our bio on instagram and twitter that way uh you guys can check it out fun fact Jacob and I actually got to caddy for, well, he's now retired, but he was the CEO of Peter Millar and creator, Chris Knotts. We got to caddy for him last summer, and that was an awesome experience. Now he's invested in other companies and working with them to build them up as Peter Millar has gone other ways, but that was an awesome experience. Love their gear. It's all through Eagle Point, and it's all comfortable. I'm a big fan, so super excited about these discounts. Awesome experience and awesome group. That was one of my favorite groups that we catted for that summer. That that was it. That was the dream loop of the summer. Yeah, super laid back. They let us hit shots, which doesn't happen very often. Very cool guys. But anyway, so going into the scramble, it is now time. We don't know where it's going to go. We hope it goes great. Carmen, what you got for us? <sighs> we got to talk about Bryson's comments this week. Man, oh man! I mean, it's 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 getting a little bit out of out of pocket right now, man. Um, <laughs> he, like he's turning into a gimmick. Like uh, I'm I'm about tired of it. Like at first, again, like it was cool, interesting. He's hitting the ball a thousand yards. It's great, but now he's talking about basically trying to become a hundred. He's trying to live to 140 years old. I mean, what else do you need to say? Is he an alien sent sent down to Earth to take over? You know, this, uh, this might be a hot take. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I'm not saying there's like, I mean, if that's what he wants to do, fine. I mean, he's gonna live a miserable life. Everyone that he ever meets is gonna die in front of his face. But like, I mean, if you live to 140, like, 
I, like why? Like I just unprovoked. He comes out with that. Like, what are you even talking about, man? Yeah, talking about technology. He's talking about what he's always been talking about since he got on tour. He needs to be talking about how he's going to hit his wedges. That's what he needs to be talking about. <laughs> that dude has no clue. Like, literally every week since he's been on tour, when they're following him around with the camera, he at some point says, I have no idea how far I hit this wedge. That's probably not a good thing for a professional golfer to say. Not a good thing, but also very uncharacteristic from him. Normally, he's got his numbers dialed in, like, to a T. Who knows? Well, that's the biggest thing that I've noticed with his game is, one, yes, obviously he had the big win um, in Detroit. Granted, putting the lights out, but that's what you got to do to win. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from him. But other than that, yeah, he's been driving the ball great. But his wet, like short irons and wedges have just been all over the place because he puts himself. When you drive the ball that far, you're putting yourself in some like awkward spots. Like fifty yards is a little is awkward for those guys, you right. know. So I think it's, it's awkward for anybody. Yeah, like I'm a little surprised that you know you're hitting the ball that far. I'm surprised that he wasn't more dialed in with his wedges. I think it's maybe he hasn't tuned in the strategy to the game either because it's just pretty much he gets up there. And he, his strategy is just hit the ball as far as he can. And granted, he does it better than anybody else. But if you know your biggest weakness is with your wedges and you're putting a wedge in your hand constantly, at some point I would think, okay, well, maybe on this hole I'll lay, I'll lay up with a three-wood, like 315 yards. I mean, that's pretty absurd. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, it's just – He's just starting to really just bug me a little bit. Just everything about Bryson DeChambeau just grinds my gears right now. I mean, my thing with him is, you know, when he came out, gained those 40 pounds, 50 pounds, whatever it was, and he started driving the ball super long and took a different approach to the game, I had a ton of respect for him because, you know, you got to step out of the box, make yourself different, try and attack the game in a different way. And I was viewing him as a professional golfer and an athlete. I was like, okay, this guy's thinking differently. This guy's going at the game a different way. And now, like you're saying, he's just way out of pocket. I mean, 130 to 140, like, what are we doing, man? Like, yeah. regardless of technology, like, come on. Like, like, the respect is out the window. I respected him as he was going about his game. And now I'm just like, this guy is nuts. He's out of his mind. I, I don't necessarily, like, don't respect him for it now but it's just it's getting to become like a gimmick like it's just every time he opens his mouth like it's more of okay well, what is he gonna say now or what is he gonna you know he just hit a great shot he's just gonna talk shit about everybody else on the tour i mean just because he's been dealing with it for so long um so it's just like and that, great, he, he's dealt with shit his whole career ever since he came onto the tour you know he's got all of his clubs the same length he's got all the grips he's got I mean, for God's sake, he wears an Ivy Cap golf hat. I mean, just yeah. things things that nobody else is doing, but he's got the, the go-nads to go out there and do it and win tournaments. And don't, but don't be upset when people come at you, then. That's, you know, you're going to do all that stuff perfectly fine if that's what you're comfortable doing, but don't get upset when people say, oh, that's a little bit strange, or I wouldn't do it that way. You know what I mean? Like, let your play do the talking, and he did. He's gotten his one win, and he's played – he hasn't played great since, granted, um, but obviously has been playing better. But it's just like, I don't know, man. I just – there's just something about 
it's just gotten old so quick on me at least. I mean, again, it's a personal opinion, and like I applaud him as much as anybody. Clearly, he's put in the work because what he's doing is not easy by any means. And again, like he's got a different way of doing things, but it's just getting to the point where if you're going to be kind of that guy and uh, an outcast for a better, for lack of a better term, expect the talk that's coming at you and don't start, don't just start screaming about it. And one, I will applaud him for picking up his pace of play. Right. I mean, you haven't really heard that's not been an issue this year at all. It used to be a major problem with him. Um, So he is adjusting in a way, but it's just when you bring a lot of that stuff on yourself, that's fine, but don't get upset when people talk about it like that. For well, sure. I just think it's strange because, <clears throat> you know, he, he used to be, I mean, and he still is, a very, you know, pre-planned, this is what I'm going to do, this is how I want to do it, this is how I want to execute it. And now it seems, like you said earlier, it just seems like he just matches it as far as he can. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, from here, what's the next step? Instead of everybody else who's saying, okay, I want to hit a full 56 into the green, so I got to hit this number. He's just stepping up to the tee and being, okay, if driver's too long, I guess I got to smash three wood. Right. And I think it's a lot of the times you see it when people transform their game, they do it from the green to the tee. Granted, he's always been a pretty solid putter, so he didn't have to necessarily work there. But then usually it's, all right, dial in wedges, and then you work through your irons. And then your driver length is like the last thing you think about. He did it the opposite. It was, I'm just going to hit the ball a mile and then deal with the rest. And again, like it hasn't backfired on him by any means because he's already won a tournament and he's got some big finishes already, but he's also got a glaring weakness in his game. And I don't know if, I mean, it, it probably doesn't help that he's got like a 60 degree wedge that has the same length of a six iron. Uh, I mean, that might play a factor in it because you just can't. And it's, you hear like the commentators talk about that a lot because I think that's one is well it's low hanging fruit right I mean the guy uses full length wedges like that that's the easiest thing to point at you know what I mean yeah dude sorry to get off topic a little bit but did you guys see Brooks joking with his caddy in some trees where he was like hey there's an ant on my ball and then his caddy like went to check. And he was like, nah, I'm just messing. I'm just messing. But he was like trolling, trolling DeChambeau. That, I mean, I know we're not a, bo- a big Brooks podcast, but that shit was hilarious. I mean, we're quick. I'm. Look, don't get me wrong. I don't like Brooks Kepka. But yeah, if it's funny, it's funny. I'll give it to him. I mean, he's never been one. He's, but he's the same guy. Granted, he doesn't do things like unconventionally or something like that. But people are going to talk about him and everything like that. But he doesn't care. He just goes out there and wins, and then if somebody says something, then he'll just fire a little something back. But it isn't like goes on a rant, chastising everybody else. You know what I mean? For sure. But, I mean, it's just – it's an interesting way, and, and we're also very early into the stages of him making this transformation, right? So it isn't all going to click. I'm sure at some point he's going to realize he's going to have to dial in his wedges, and who knows, if he can pair that distance with some good finesse – uh, he could take off. I just want to say one of my outlandish, my wild outlandish predictions could happen because, you know, this could rub Bryce in the wrong way. And now that he's beefed up a little bit, I could see him maybe taking on Brooks. Wow. Or they're, if you want to. Fight, I, that would be the fist fight of the year. 
Or if you want, I think to. I think Brooks would kick his ass. I don't think it'd be, I don't think it'd be a question. Bryson strikes me as the kind of guy who practices karate in the garage. <laughs> it's possible. A little sure. step, little stepbrothers action. From he's got a, he's got his own dojo. He's got his own gi. He's probably a self proclaimed black belt. I, I can see it. How many pumpkins does this guy have lined up in his garage? <laughs> just ready to ninja cut Or if he wanted to, he could squash JT like a bug. Probably could. You know, he was he, he was JT said to Bryson, like, what the hell are you talking about, dude? Like, what are you talking about living to 130, 140? <laughs> I mean, Justin Thomas is just like us. We don't know what the guy what the hell this guy's talking about. That, I mean, that's the biggest thing, is like it just came out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like it just like not yeah, I just wanna, you know, defy the, the laws of golf and go <laughs> on defy the laws thing. of physics. Yeah, like he wants to be, you know, I'd like to play the Champions Tour when I'm 138 years old. Like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Like, I, I don't know, man. It'd be interesting to see. I mean, if he lives to 140, would you want to live to 140? No, take me out at like 80, 85. I'm I'm right there with you. It depends on the status of my health. If I'm a young bunkin Bronco at 110, I'm fine with going to 130. But (laughs) if I, if I'm just like cooped up in my Deathbed, just waiting for the day, and just unplug it, man. Like I, I don't, I don't need, I don't need to make it 130. Even if I'm healthy, man, it's just because you got to think. Just because you're living to like 120, 30, 40, probably no one else in your life is. So you are going to be one lonely dude when everybody. And then say you get to 100 years old, you meet a nice lady. She's about 86. You guys get married, or you guys just hang out for another ten years. All of a sudden, you're 110 years old. She's 96. Boom, she gone. And then you and find you another one. Over and over. Yeah, I mean, the amount of tragedy in your life would just be unbearable. I mean, as long as long as, long as I can swing a golf club and get out there and things with the guys, I mean, keep me going. But if I can't and I'm like in a bed, you're just not helping me. It's just like. I feel bad for the family members. Like, like even if it is my great great grandkids at one thirty, I'm like, God, man, like they got a life to live, and they're over here. Like, I can't even move, and they got to change my diapers. Come on, that's no fun. The world may not even be a thing in 140 years, anyway. So you know, who knows? Well, he you're, you're gonna be you're gonna be 130 floating in space. <laughs> he thinks that it's possible that someone does it within the next 30 to 40 years. So now on that debate. I'm not saying he's wrong because there has been a woman to live to like 122, but he's still out of his mind for making that comment. In the G- <laughs> it it does seem like a strange thing to add to a GQ article on a <laughs> on a uh, you know a Q and A about your life, but I mean, hey, the, the guy has obviously taken some consideration into what he's eating and his health and his lifestyle and he's changing around he thinks that he can make it that far so kudos to him yeah i mean he goes through a uh a tub of protein powder every nine so i mean he's getting yoked up god the shambo like good i mean more power to him he's doing something that most people can't but it's just like i just i hope i at this point like i hope to see him like go on a run and not just be like the guy who just hits the ball really far contends, but doesn't have a good enough short game to really compete. Cause then at that point, just like, okay, well it doesn't really matter. You know what I'm so like right now you kind of hope like, all right, well I hope he can figure it all out. 
because then it could be really impressive to see somebody hit a ball 400 yards and then stick a wedge shot and then birdie every hole. I mean, he did prove to us at the Rocket Mortgage that it's possible, but I'd like to see him prove it more than often. I'd like to see him prove it in like a good field because that wasn't a, it wasn't a poor field, but you know, certainly yep. like like go do it at a major, go do it at a major and prove everybody wrong, and then everybody can just shut up. But until then, he's out of his mind. I think his main thing now is he needs to be more mentally stable because, like, he was used to all the shit that he's been taking since he's got on tour. But now I feel like now it's like he can't even change his body without people saying you're doing it wrong. So I think that he needs to just buckle down, realize what he's doing, stick to his game plan, go out there and do what he's been doing. Because, you know, I, I just before this past weekend, almost every tournament going into the weekend, he was somewhere up around the leaderboard. Um, and I think he just kind of fell flat this past weekend. I think weekend. he's missed the last couple cuts, right? I mean, he's struggled since his win. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, again, people do struggle. It's not to say that it's just him, but you know, it's, he is getting a little bit exploited and it, again, it's only been a few months since he's made this transformation. Yeah. So it isn't going to happen overnight, but, um, yeah, he's gonna have to buckle down and, and just stick to himself because with all of this coverage and everything, I mean, you're going to get screwed. It wouldn't, it's not, I don't know what he expects. You know what I mean? So as long, yeah, like you said, as long as he buckles down mentally and and kind of stays within himself, um, you know, who knows what he could do? But it's it's going to test the mental fortitude. Sometimes, especially in golf, thinking too much does not help. It hurts a lot. Mm-hmm. Now go out there and hit the shot. I mean, you don't have to know the exact, you know, bar- the the air pressure and the way. Okay, the wind's blowing right to left. Let me put it a little bit right and just stick it. At, the, at some point, you got to have that feel for the game. Yeah. In other news, moving on, I'm tired yeah. of this, Gambo. Have you guys taken a peek at Michael Jordan's The Grove 23? Uh, I have. I mean, it looks it looks great. I mean, it's a beautiful course. Just a little sneak peek. Just a little sneaker? Yeah, um, it does look nice. And it's it's in Hope Sound, correct? Yeah. yeah. So, Sound. I love the fact that even the course design went into – what is Jordan going to want? And they have split the two nines and made them interchange and intertwine so that you can jump from, like, one through four, one through five, over to, like, 16 through 18 because of betting and maybe the match needs to go a little longer or maybe you want to play a different format. Like, like literally, I mean, obviously I'm a big fan of design. Everybody's heard it. If you're just now joining, graduate in graphic design. But – even the design that went into it, they all fitted it towards Jordan. They took in so many things and made this a beautiful place on earth. Yeah. I mean, it's, you, you almost wondered like how long was it going to be before he designed his own course or had his own course designed? You know what I mean? He's just been such a golf nut for such a long time and he's got a gazillion dollars. So you just, you wondered how long it was going to take. And it certainly hasn't disappointed. I mean, it is a beautiful piece of property. I think the only thing that would have made it over the top even better is if they made the design of the clubhouse in the shape of his logo. Wow. Like, cause, cause like we learned a lot about like, you know, churches and stuff, they resemble the cross. They like set them up so that when you have the sky view, you can see like the cross of the building and the way it's shaped. If you could like do a flyover of the Grove and the clubhouse looked like the Jordan logo, 
I mean, that would just put this place over the top for Jordan for me. I mean, but that sounds yeah. like some some real Da Vinci Code type stuff right there. Yeah, like I, I think he would run the risk of it being kind of a gimmick. You know what I mean? Like I think he wants it to be a legitimate course. I Tyler Carmen's Carmen word of the day today is gimmick. Gimmick. Gonna You're going to hear it a lot, man. Take a drink. A lot of gimmicks, <laughs> a lot of gimmicks out here. A lot of gimmicks, man. Like it, I don't know. Like I understand what you're saying. Like it would have been cool. I'm sure maybe their flags or something like that will have the Jordan logo or something like that. Yeah, but I mean, come on, it's Jordan. We, I know, it's his course. So here it says, architects love to work with nature's broken lines and irregular shapes. I mean, looking at these pictures, God, the way they use this land and the way, I mean, they even debated on, you know, are we hitting over canals too much and things like that? I don't think so. I think if you got the money and you've got the balls to get out here, what an experience this could be. That's the thing. Uh, like, what? I need to have a, a lot of money because I believe it is like uber exclusive, fully private. Michael Jordan, we're in Wilmington. Hit us up. Okay. I'm surprised he's not a member out there at Eagle Point, to be honest with you. I mean, he's a he is. I've, guy. Seen, I've seen his locker. He is. Oh, he is? Yeah. He, he just, just never really step, there. He just doesn't step foot in the lot too often, obviously. I've never seen He hasn't been there since I've been there. He's probably just a member at anywhere he wants, and this is like, all right, take my 200K for this year, and if I decide to play nine there, I'll do it. <laughs> I mean, regardless of even if you spend 200K, I'm sure if Jordan called over and was like, hey, I'm Michael Jordan, I want to come play, they'd be like, yeah, you're in. <laughs> yeah, nobody except for maybe Augusta is turning them down or turning him down. Yeah, very true. But yeah, so I mean, it it, it says that it resembles the undulations and kind of like a almost like a link style. It talks about Shinnecock Hills. It, it draws some. It drew some inspiration from that. Uh, one thing that I see right here says watching players putt or bump seven irons onto greens from twenty yards makes we the golf architect giggle a little bit. So, I mean, I I hope that it turns into something cool. I hope. It would be even cooler if he ho- if he hosted a charity event down there, and we'd be able to see it on TV. I'm sure he will. I mean, As- he's a especially guy. especially with basketball players because you know, like Steph Curry's big into golf. Andre Iguodala's getting into golf. Um, his, uh, there's oh, what's the other guy? J.R. Smith plays. J.R. Smith plays. I thought there was another guy on the Warriors. I could be wrong. But yeah, I think I think that would be really cool. Hopefully, we get to see it uh, on TV sometime soon. I mean, it, was, it maybe, just, maybe it just we... opened in the fall of 2019. So, I mean, there probably hadn't been a lot of rounds on it yet. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe we see a PGA event here one day. Maybe. I don't know, though. If it's so interchangeable and stuff like that, maybe a full 18 just isn't necessarily like PGA quality. Yeah, but it would probably be good for the for the gallery to walk around a little bit. That's true. That's true. I mean, it's. Again, like it's kind of in like the uh, maybe the, like the low country of Florida, if if there is even a thing. Um, yeah, no, I mean it does look like it. it looks like it could flood real easily. Yeah, but I mean again, like it's. I'm surprised he didn't do it. I guess he lives in Florida now. I mean, I I don't follow him. Uh, we haven't checked in, <laughs> in a while, so. Um, <laughs> how many golf courses are in Florida? Do you think? Gosh. Oh God. I mean, I'm sure we can Google it, but quick Google search: How many courses are in Florida? 
twelve fifty. Wow. I was gonna say probably over a thousand. More than any other state, yeah. Jeez. Well, I'm I'm getting some breaking news here. It seems that our on course reporter, Sab McCauley, is out in TPC Harding Park. Uh he's sent us in some bold predictions for the week. Josh, I think you might have a few of those ready to roll. First one on the list. Harding Park this week. It's going to be sunny, and it's going to be in the low 60s. Is it too cold for Tiger's back to get loose, and will he miss the cut? Sab McCauley thinks he is. Yeah, so Sab McCauley, he's been out there for a while. Uh, He was the first to report that Jason Duffner and Tiger had been working together and practicing together. Um, So I think he he probably knows his swing better than anybody else right now. If he thinks it, it it, it might could happen. Uh, I mean, look, it's a it's a valid point. I mean, Tiger's kind of, his health is a little bit uh, fickle right now, and sixty for a guy who has the who has back issues, low sixties, that that's kind of cool. That arthritis is creeping in. Kind of cool. He's a Florida guy now. I know he grew up in California, but it's been a long time. Um, but again, it is. He had the same issues at Bethpage last year. Granted, it was a lot colder than sixty, but. Uh, could never really get it going um, because of his back. So I think that's a valid concern. I hope not. I, I, I really hope not. I hope he goes out there and makes a run. I mean, I, how great would it be? Like, I don't think anybody ever roots against Tiger. But, I mean, it, it just seems that, you know, he's got a new limited schedule. He's not playing as much. Injuries are still a thing for him with the weather being the way it is. Could affect. Could uh, affect. Hot take. Good. Next one from Sav. Does Jordan Spieth have a shot to complete the Grand Slam this week? Technically, yes. He's playing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, technically he does. But game wise, what are what are our opinions? I mean, I don't like. There isn't anything that I'm looking at his game right now saying there's no possible way he wins. But I mean, he hasn't played horrible golf. But he hasn't played crazy either. You know what I mean? So I would I would venture to say no. I don't think he's gonna get it done this week. Just based on how he just hasn't really been playing to that level in a long time. Do you put Jordan in the same boat as Ricky? Like are they kind of both floating along right now? Well, what do you mean by that? Currently, sure. Career Cur- yeah, they're they're no. saving their game currently, but I mean obviously you're talking about career, Jordan has far surpassed Ricky to this point in his career. I mean, it's... I mean, Jordan's coming off a, a tie for 30th at the, at the FedEx. He, his Sunday round was one over. So, I mean, nothing to to say going into Thursday that he's hot. Right. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, but also, it, it could be his week. It could be the week that he turns around and he gets the Grand Slam. That's what I'm saying, man. It's golf. Like, what what is great to me for golf is when these people do come out of nowhere. Like, everybody's dogging Jordan Spieth. Nobody's got a ton of confidence in him. You know, will he reach what he once was? Like, you know, you just never know. This guy could come out of nowhere, have the best four days of his life, grab another major, and all of a sudden everybody's going to be like, you know, Jordan's back. Oh, my God, Jordan, you know, Jordan Spieth's the best thing ever, blah, 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 blah. You know, so it's just like. That's, you know, that's what makes golf exciting for me. But in terms of the question, I'm going with Speak doesn't have a shot. 
and we're looking at a bunch of other guys before we look at him. You know, that's one thing that I have a problem with that happens a lot in the golf world is, you know, a guy who doesn't win for a while comes back, gets a win, and then immediately everybody's like, oh, he's back, baby. Yeah. Like all the announcers are like, he's back in the winner's circle. Yeah, I'm, he's got big things going for the rest of the season. It's like, I mean, this is a PGA Tour. Like some sometimes one week is all a guy needs, and then he doesn't win for a while again. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to go on to a hot streak. I, I think – it being a major this week becomes a little bit more of a valid conversation, right? Like this isn't winning the Barbasol or championship. So, you know, if Jordan is able to come out and get the, and win this week, granted, does that automatically mean he's back? No, it obviously doesn't. I mean, you saw it happen with Tiger last year at the masters. We all love the story. It's incredible. But then like everyone's saying, Oh, he's just going to start winning every event he plays now. It's like, okay, it's, that's unrealistic. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just golf is just such a game, which is also why Jordan Spieth could go out there and win it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just that unpredictable. You got to love it. That's exactly why you love it, because anybody could win. Back, obviously, back in the early 2000s, it was pretty much just like Tiger and then whoever happened to get lucky that week. Um, But now it's literally anyone's game. I got to check on the odds of Jordan Spieth winning the PJ championship. I'm going to bet they are rather low. Yeah, I was going to say they can be <laughs> I don't think a lot of people are going to um, Let me see. Let me see if I can even find it. What what else is uh old Sab McCauley got for us? Sab McCauley, another hot take. Can Brooks three-peat at the PGA this year? Does his performance this past week give you confidence? I mean, he did play well, obviously not in the last 3 holes. Gave away, you know, he had a lot of opportunities to bring home the win, but Justin Thomas inevitably ended up closing him out. But does that performance last week give you confidence as he's going into what he loves, another major? Uh, I mean, it's hard to say no. You know, this is a guy who always shows up in the majors. Um, he did play, for the most part, kind of a Brooks Kepka-like round or weekend last weekend. You know, always sticking his nose up there. The only concern is that he stumbled and made some pretty pretty big mistakes there at the end. A really awful chip, sent one into the water. Granny, he had a nice birdie on 17. Um, but you just don't see him do that all the time. But, again, he still finished T2. Uh, he's going into a major. Um, Harding Park is a course that's going to favor him. Granted, pretty much every course does because he's not a guy who can just bomb it. He has really good short game as well when he's on. Um, so despite, it's, it's hard to bet against them. And despite what we think about him, I mean, the mental game from Brooks is pretty strong. I Absolutely. mean, obviously we don't know what's going on in his head. But for the most part, what we see from him when it comes to majors, the mental game is strong. And taking what happened this past weekend and learning from it, learning from it and going forward – there's no way you count him out. He's defending, trying to get the three-peat. I mean, he's obviously at the top of the list. Why not? Why not choose Brooks? I mean, that you, guy. You takes, cannot count him out. I am 100% counting him in. Uh, before I go on my tangent, though, Jordan Spieth, odds to win the PJ Championship is 50-1. to one. Uh, Brooks, on the other hand, is 10-1. to one, And our boy Bryson DeChambeau, 11-1. I think that's a little bit too much for Bryson. To be honest with you, like I think that's giving him a little bit too much credit. He's basically got the same shot as Brooks Kepka to win it. 
Um, but I, I 100% am counting Brooks in to win. Um, you know, coming off the FedEx in a field with the top 78 players to finish tight second, and only the last three holes really dictates whether he wins or not. I like his chances. I might even take my – who I think will win back away from Xander and put it on Brooks. Wow. I mean, you can do Four that. Or the three-peat. It's not locked in on Instagram, so I guess you can change the pick. I mean, Josh went with Duff Daddy, so you can go with whoever you want. It's probably a better shot. <laughs> hey, don't count the silent assassin out. He's been Man. training with Tiger, working on the mental game. Uh, he's coming for y'all. I hope he wins. I, I hope Jason Duffner wins. That would be huge for my golf fandom. Cause hey, I if he wins, to. he's back, baby. <laughs> Duff Daddy's back. <laughs> The announcer, I'm telling you, the announcers are going to go crazy. They're going to be like, oh, ever since the PJ Championship, he's just been grinding. And now look at him. He's back at the 2020. I expect big things for the rest of the Is year. he going to make a run at a Grand Slam after this, even though he's what? His last, his only other major was the PGA, right? Yeah. So, hey, if he wins this one, he's just got to win the next two this year, and then we're just hoping next year and he's back. If he wins this one, sponsorships are coming out of the woodworks for Duff Daddy. Yeah, dude, dude wife is gonna have to open up the pocketbook. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Another right, what else? Have, Bacali, can Rory McIlroy capture his third PGA and set up a title fence going into Kiowa Island next year, where he's previously won a PGA? Well. Uh, by the way, Kiowa Island PGA Championship next year. Hopefully, we're there. We are in the lottery. We are in the raffle. Oh yeah, we have all we have all put our tickets in. VIP guest member Will Mays put his tickets in. Shout out to the Charleston host. So uh, the short answer again, yes, because it's Rory. I mean, he can. He's the guy who can turn it on. He has not played well since the restart. So that is, that's a bit concerning. Not the Rory we're used to seeing. No, not not at all. I mean, he's, you know, again, when he's going, there is, when he's going right, there is no gap in his game. From tee to green, he is as good as there is. But right now, he's just been super inconsistent. Um, but again, he's, he's a guy who, he's already won one. He already knows what he's doing. Um, he's a veteran at this point. I mean, he's, he, we feel like he's been on tour for so long. And he's only what thirty, thirty-one, something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's he's a salty vet at this point, and he's thirty-one years old. Um, so he's been around the block. Can't count him out. I'm gonna say I don't think he's gonna bring it home. I do think he's gonna play well, though. I I expect a top fifteen from him. I I agree with you. I don't think he's gonna win, but I definitely expect him to show up a lot more than he has been in the past couple of events. I mean, it's Rory for God's sakes. Obviously, everybody loves him fantastic ball striker with every club you can never count him out but because of the past tournaments it's iffy it's in the air yeah i mean it's it's i could also i could see this being a bit of a springboard for him he may not win it but has a nice finish and then finishes the year strong obviously for bgbc cup i hope that is not the case uh, i hope he misses every cut the rest of the year yeah I'm with you um but collusion because <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so we'll see, but I not going to be my pick to win, but you can never count out Rory. Uh, I mean, look, guys, we act like he's playing piss poor and like he's doing terrible. He's still ranked third in the world. I, I still think that there's a good chance that he goes out and wins this. 
I mean, all he needs is, and I know we say it all the time, but all he really needs is one good week. Like, if if he can put his game together, like, he's unstoppable. I, I could see the leaderboard being Brooks versus Rory. I mean, yeah, I, I could see that too, considering they're, you know, the, maybe the two best players in the world. Jacob, I think you should call Roy McIlroy and tell him, hey, I need you for the BGBC Cup, so I'm volunteering as caddy. I'm not even going to say I need you for the BGBC Cup. I'm just going to say I need you for golf in general. We need you to win. The fans want Rory back. All we need, I just want to get the Zoom Megatron up on the grandstand. <laughs> Us three in the top just going down. Let me wave my Ireland flag. And the last hot take from Sav's theories of the week for the Harding Park. Will we see a first-time major winner this week from this group? Bryson DeChambeau, Xander Shoffley, John Rahm, Colin Morikawa, Ricky Fowler, or Tony Finau? Do one of these guys have what it takes to show up finally for four days and bring home their first major? Yes. Yes. I mean, my, my prediction was, and Jacob, that was as well at first, but now he's going back on his word. Um, Xander, I mean, I, I think Xander's got what it takes. All those guys certainly have what it takes. I mean, there's there's no doubt. Um, who do you think is the least likely out of those? John Rahm. John Rahm is definitely the least likely for me. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Bryson and then John Rahm. I think that they are both very unlikely to win. Um Bryson, just because I just again, I don't think his game's quite there yet. John Rahm, uh, I mean, the dude is just hot or cold, literally from shot to shot. Um, he's obviously my guy. Uh, he's got me a big win, played great more at the Memorial, played pretty pretty poor uh, this past weekend. So you know, all those guys I could see happening. I just do not. I would be absolutely shocked if Bryson <clears throat> or John Rahm were Well, well the out game. of these group of players, you guys are going with Xander. I'm not saying it's wrong. I, I would love to see Xander win, not for the BGBC Cup, but for Xander in general. I mean, great player, has fell short a couple times. I could see him learning from all of it, coming out and win. But the guy that I really could see going after it is the young gun, Colin Morikawa. I could see him coming out, getting his first huge win, and then just, you know, projecting his pro, his uh, his career forward and going from there. I mean, I think it would be huge for him. I think he's got what it takes. And I think this is a week where you can't sleep on the kid. California boy. California boy. Don't, don't <laughs> count him out. Yeah, I'm not counting him out either. I mean, he's proven that he knows how to win. Um, he knows how to not just win, you know, kick around events. I mean, he won the Barracuda last year. But, again, he won with the work day and, and he's played. He was – uh, a lip out away from winning at Colonial. Um, Beat Justin. A lip out from winning at 3M last year. So he's he's a couple botched putts from being a four-time winner. Yeah, I mean, Morikawa, I mean, he's going to come off of a pretty good Sunday, finish four under on Sunday to squeak into the top 20 at the FedEx uh, for a total of six under for the tournament. I mean, he's a good player. He's a great ball striker. Um Mike Bender just recently shouted him out on Instagram. I don't know if you guys saw that or not. Um, as, you know, working – not working with him, but, you know, pointing out what things that he teaches and Colin executes perfectly. So, I mean, it's it's really hard to count anybody out up until about Saturday. 
after after the cut's been made and after you know we we know where the leaderboard stands it's hard to count anybody out because literally any one of these guys in the field could have that magical week that you know if if the golf announcers announcing that catapults them into stardom very true yeah i mean i you can't disagree with that at all but then you also have out of this group of players, I mean, you got Tony Finau, who's been striking it. Tony Finau's a really good player. I mean, he had he didn't play great uh, this past week, kind of lingered around, had a rough day on Sunday, but uh, the previous weeks have been playing really well. He, he's he got a top three finish at every major. You know what I mean? So he's always right up there. He's just got to find a way to make a few shots uh, towards the end. Another guy who kind of underrated only one tour win which is pretty shocking given how talented he is um so i could certainly see him and i would love for him to come out and win he's he's one of my guys um but no tony finau I, I, at some point he's one of those guys who you expect to break out maybe he never does but i mean he's he's you know, knocking on the door absolutely yeah he's been knocking on the door yeah. for a while i mean it's if ricky's in that group as well but i think the state of ricky's game is a little bit in flux. I mean, he's obviously not playing his greatest. And, you know, we discussed it last night. He's in between swing changes. I mean, because Ricky Fowler is going through the swing changes and whatnot, I mean, I mean, is that could is that a problem? I mean, you know, Bush was leading him in the right directions for so long. What what caused the breakup? What led him to the new coach? I mean, Rick, Ricky's got to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, it's – it is possible that maybe kind of the approach that his new swing coach has taken is a little bit different. But also, you got to think, with, with a player like Ricky Fowler, I don't think the coach is necessarily saying, this is what you need to do, this, this, and this. I think it's a much more collaborative effort. Like Ricky came and said, look, I know I need to change my swing, and kind of here's how I want to go about it. And then the coach kind of works with him from there. I don't I don't think with as a player – with the profile and the as high caliber as Ricky Fowler that any coach is saying you need to do this, this, and this without Ricky being fully on board. You know, well, what that's I mean? the thing. Like a lot of players, when they go to swing coaches, it's not, okay, tell me what I need to do. It's saying, take my swing and tell me how I need to improve it at impact. You know, there, there's right. no cookie. I mean, there is a cookie cutter, technically speaking of how the swing should look. But I mean, a guy like Ricky whose swing is, has always been super flat is not going to need to be the same as Adam Scott or even Tony Finau, you know, it needs to be, right. This is my swing. What can you do? That's going to make me more consistent. Right. And it's, you know, and it, again, it's always a process. I mean, Tiger Woods did it. When Multiple he times. He was young and yeah. I mean, he overhauled his swing completely after he already won and it took him some time to really get back. But obviously, once he got back and going, he went on his run. Um, so, you know, at, this may be a perfect time for Ricky to be going through it. You can't, you can't just take time off. You know what I mean? Like you just, at some point, you're always going to have to make the change and go out there and play with it, and that's how you're going to get better. Um, so, hopefully, it starts to click here at the end. I mean, a guy with his talent, it only takes. He's a guy, or any guy going through a swing change like that. That's when I really think it only takes one good weekend for things to click, you feel how it is, you feel how it's supposed to go for four straight days, and maybe you get a really nice finish or you get a win, and then from there you just start snowballing. You maybe not win the rest of them, but 
your swing kind of gets in a good groove and, and you're able to, to settle back in. Yeah, definitely. All right, guys. Well, big week coming up at the PGA Championship. We hope that all of our guys in the BGBC Cup play well. We hope that there's maybe a few sneakers out there that, you know, got in off the uh, alternate list because a lot of guys withdrew due to various reasons. Um, so hopefully it's a good week. Beach. Man, I, I really wanted to see John Daly play, man. <laughs> it's been a while, man. It has been a while. Has he even been playing on the Champions Tour? Yeah, he has. Okay. All right, well, be sure to follow us on Instagram at BGBC Podcast, on Twitter at BGBC underscore podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, DM us or email us at BGBCGolf at gmail.com. Be sure to be on the lookout for the link to Peter Millar's sale, 50% off, select items. That'll be in our link in our bio. Uh, also, we're going to post something about the Catawba White Zombie. Be sure to check that out. Go to their website and check out everything we got there. And if that's it for you guys, then we'll talk to you everybody later. Peace and love. Later.